and welcome to episode seven of the Education for a Better World podcast. I'm Mike Soskal. And I'm Diane Smokorowski. Each week, we will bring you conversations with some of the most dynamic thought leaders in education. This week's episode is sponsored by GoToScience, a tool that allows our youngest learners the opportunity to learn by going on adventures without leaving their classroom. We know that education will be the driving force for a bright, optimistic future. On each show, we'll introduce you to innovative ideas, we'll stretch your thinking, and help you see ways to empower students to affect positive change in the world. We are thrilled that you are coming along with us on this journey. Let's dream big. Andrea Zafiraku is an art and textiles teacher and senior leader in Alperton Community School in Brent, London. In March, at the Global Education and Skills Forum in Dubai, she was named the 2018 winner of the Global Teacher Prize. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your teaching location, where you teach? Okay, I am a teacher based in northwest London in a small little borough, and it's called Brent, the borough that I teach in. Um, it's in cent the centre of London, so it's quite unique. Um, very diverse area. Um, we have approximately 150 languages that are spoken in our school community and around the nearby, the nearby area. Um, it's, it's, you know, as I said before, it's very diverse, very multicultural. Um, and also, unfortunately, it's actually quite, uh, recognized as an area of having high deprivation. Um, it's busy, it's highly populated, um, and it's very vibrant. Sounds like a great place to be, really. <laughs> I, I, lo I love it. I do. I enjoy it. It's such, um, you know, it's just so exciting and um, there's so many different cultures everywhere. It's just really an eye-opener, really. It's, it's almost like being in many, visiting many different countries at the same time. So it's quite, it's quite wonderful. And with the 159 languages, do many of your students, are they new to the UK moving yeah. there? we have students that um, have English as an, as an additional language. They're either born, um, but um, English is not their first language um, in the UK. However, we also have students who migrate to us um, throughout the whole academic year. They come to us um, fresh um, without having any understanding of um, the language at all. So um, we, have, we have both varieties and both um, circumstances. Now, one of the things that Diane and I have seen, and both of us really are passionate about global learning and connecting, uh, connecting children from different cultures via video conferencing, uh, but you have that right there in your community, all those different cultures. <laughs> one of the things that we've seen is that the arts are a great way to, to bridge cultural gaps. And I know that that's something that you're really passionate about. So can you tell us a little bit about how you use the arts to do that in your situation? Oh, I mean, the arts are extremely powerful in helping to do this because they don't um, discriminate against languages. They don't. It's an open access for everyone. And I've been in classrooms, for example, music classrooms, where they um, are performing one piece of music. But again, having the benefits of having Skype, the same piece of music is performed by another school with young people from another part of the world. Um, and again, another another school got this beautiful symphony um, played all over the world the children can't understand what each other is saying they don't have to because the language is through the instrument 
So that's really um, significant in terms of that. And when you ask the students, you know, what do you feel about that? You know, was there any challenges? They're like, no, this is nothing because it's all about what the instrument was, was saying and we could all understand that, which is again, very powerful. Um, in, my, in my practice, I teach art and design, um, visual arts. And again, it's, it's because um, it's, um, it's a subject whereby you can demonstrate and show students the outcome um, of what you are trying to ask them to achieve. And they can visually see that. Um, they can follow you. They're able to uh, mimic what you're, the process. And as a result of that, again, language is not needed. They're able to grasp that just by looking and watching you demonstrate. But I think that another beauty is the fact that we can celebrate all the different cultures um, within our, in our subjects by um, asking them to maybe look at, for example, African art or looking at Asian art, um, Western art, and really trying to understand why, who, what, when, um, what influenced the artists, their cultural involvement within the work. Um, so it is, um, it's a, it's a, they, they are subjects which open the doors to the world for our students. I love that so much because each of us comes with their own story and when we can demonstrate that visually then we're telling the story even though the language might be difficult to understand we can all share our story visually. You know a friend of mine he speaks of the ability to use art in order to express emotions or even distress that a student has had. How do you use art to help reach those social connections and emotional connections with students? Now I I have had experience, just like your friend has, whereby the arts are um, very useful when you have got a child who is suffering from trauma to be able to help them um, understand what's taking place in their in their mind or what has happened to them. And you're able to, you know, ask questions through the work. Why have you chosen that colour? Or oh, explain to me what's happening between those two figures on, on the paper. And then you can really dig a bit more into that. Um, I think for me, what is... What I notice is the benefits at the moment is the fact that children can just switch off um, by being completely absorbed in a piece of artwork, whether it being music, performance, um, anything. They have got um, they've got no other concerns in the world. They can just get into their zone, and sometimes that zone for them is healing, it's happiness, and it's um, it's, it's finding out their identity, who they are, and what their character is going to be. And for a world that is very complex and it's very um, driven by social media and our children are trying to fit into whoever they think their role models are, sometimes just by giving them the space of actually, who are you? Show me who you are through your art form, through your, through your outcomes. Um, I think that is probably the most important conversation and journey we should be letting our children have. So you mentioned role models. And I'm going to ask you a question that you've probably got 700 times in the past couple of months. Uh, I was blessed to be there when you got named as the 2018 Global Teacher Prize winner. Uh, I heard your amazing speech advocating for the arts uh, there in Dubai. How has your life changed since March? <laughs> oh, Mike, man, it's just been, it's just been extraordinary. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how it's changed. For example, um, I mean, if I'm if I'm to look in my community, my school community, uh, there is so much pride now. You know, everyone knows us. 
the children are wearing their uniforms down the street and they, you know, they feel respected, they feel privileged. You know, the families, the parents are just so honoured, the local shopkeepers, they, you know, they feel so proud of what the school has achieved. So in terms of how it's changed us, you know, we have got this almost um, this happy feeling <laughs> in our stomachs continuously for the last eight months. Um, and that's great. You know, if your school community feel have been affected by this in a positive way, you know, it makes me feel really great. Um, how it's changed me. Um, I've just met extraordinary people. And the beauty about it is I've met people who um, I feel have got the same um, passions as I do. And um, they are really appreciating me voicing it and sharing my ideas and, and listening to them. And I think, um, there's a lot of camaraderie around in this world at the moment. And um, the fact that the arts um, are having almost a resurrection now um, and are really being valued in the communities, the schools, or should be, I mean, that for me is, um, I'm hoping that that's, that will continue and that will gain even more momentum um, and hopefully fix what, what the problems are in our schools. Well, and the benefit of the work that you get to do now is you travel around or have conversations to spread the arts. What is a great success story or even something that has impressed you about spreading the message of the arts around the world? Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed listening to teachers um, and to ministers of education saying we now, from all over the world, saying actually we do recognize now that there is a gap and um, please let us know how we can fix this. So please, we're asking, you know, I'm an art teacher in a school in and they're asking me for my advice. And I think that is just an extraordinary um, position to be in. And I, I'm very humbled by that. Um, on the other hand, what I've been really excited about is what's, what um, the response I've had from my own country and, and the school communities. They're thinking, yes, at last somebody has been the advocate for the arts. Um, and with the work that I've been doing with the, with the charity I've set up, I think that's really helping to heal and helping to solve some of the problems that are taking place um, within my own country. Before we continue the show, we'd like to take a few seconds to share with you the sponsor that's made this episode possible. If you've listened to the show before, you know how much Diane and I love GoToScience. I don't know about you, Diane, but I am totally jealous that Beth and Curtis have been traveling around Australia, preparing to take go-to science learners on an incredible new adventure. Truly, I wanna to go to Australia, you know? <laughs> Children that learn by going on adventures with Beth and Curtis, conducting experiments, and leading their own investigations are not just learning science. They're being scientists, and they're learning literacy, numeracy, and communication skills along the way. This is why we're excited to announce that we will be giving away another year-long subscription to go to science to a lucky listener. Here's how to win. Between now and February 1st, subscribe to the Education for a Better World podcast on either iTunes or Google Play. Then tag us and GoToScience in a tweet. And then share with us why you want a free GoToScience subscription. Then in early February, we'll choose at random someone and give them a one-year subscription to go to science. It's that easy. Good luck. You know that Diane and I are really passionate about helping students and teachers create amazing learning experiences in school. We've worked with educators around the globe to elevate their teaching and to innovate in their classrooms. 
That's why we've created a brand new workshop that will empower your teachers to help students learn more. By more, we mean that the learning will be motivating, organic, relevant, and experiential. No matter what age or content area you teach, the Learn More philosophy and the strategies we'll share will help your teachers connect incredible learning experiences to their curriculum. Students will be engaged in learning like never before, and they'll understand how powerful they can be when they use their learning to impact the world. By empowering students and teachers, we can truly use education to make the world a better place. To send us an inquiry about our Learn More workshops or any of the other keynote or workshop offerings that Diane and I can provide, visit the podcast website at edforbetterworld.com. That's ed, the number four, betterworld.com. We hope to see you in person soon. Now let's return to the show. Why don't you tell us a little more about that charity? If you must, if I must, I must. Um, <laughs> you must. <laughs> um, I've, um, I've decided to put my money where my mouth is, basically, Mike. I've decided to just say, right, okay, if no one else is going to do this, then I'm going to do it. And what I'm doing is um, I've set up a charity called Artists in Residence. The idea being is that we are trying to raise the profile of, of the arts education by connecting artists into schools. So we're getting artists from all genres, music, um, drama, uh, film, uh, visual arts to come in and work directly with the students with the hope that some of the students will um, really want to take up a career in the arts perhaps, or will just gain so much more confidence and resilience and have a really fulfilling experience. And the schools that I'm working with are schools which have got high levels of deprivation. So again, it's looking at how we can fix this issue with social mobility and, 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 and encourage everyone to appreciate and feel part of the arts community. That's what I'm trying to do, fingers crossed. And, it's, and um, you know, I'm having some great stories already. Um, it's just been really fulfilling. I'm not sleeping at, any, at all because I'm just enjoying doing what I'm doing. So, uh, <laughs> so it's, a great, it's a great time to be me, I think. Well, I have to say, I would love that journey to see the conversations you're having and opening opportunities for teachers who've never considered the idea of, of an artist in residence. That's a new concept of teaching and really goes against the grain of, you know, we have to all be on the same page on the same day. How have you seen teachers start to build excitement or maybe even find new passions because of this charity opportunity? Well, if you think about it, um, if you're a young child or a student, who would inspire you more? Um, your teacher or somebody actually practicing or doing work in the profession that you are really interested in? And the questions they're saying is like, wow, do you, are you really, do you really have a job doing what you're doing? And so what this is doing is encouraging the students to think a little bit more about what is it they'd like to do. And if they've got a talent or the skill, there is opportunities. And now that we're going into such um, you know, um, a robotic world whereby the creative aspect of the human being is really now needed more than ever, um, I think it's just giving them a bit more confidence that there is opportunities out there. And in terms of the teachers, I think um, they're really, they're excited because what they're also doing is working with a professional. So they're gaining um, some uh, professional development by learning from the artist too, and listening to the stories and putting them again into, uh, embedding them into the curriculum. So 
I'm hoping it's a win. No, I know it's going to be. It's a win-win situation. Um, I'm completely um, reliant on the the artists in giving in giving to society. But as with all arts and the arts world, there are there's lots of huge hearts out there, and they love giving back. Um, they value and they realise how important it is for children to have exposure to the creative world. And as a result of that, you know, it's, I've just been so overwhelmed with how much they have given to, to the charity. And um, yeah, bless them for, for doing that. Since March, you've been on the road a lot and you've traveled to a lot of different places. Uh, what are some things that you've seen that have really surprised you in education as you've traveled? All right. So, right. This, this shocked me. Okay. So um, I was in a situation where I was in a country um, not too far from you guys. And um, I was asked a question, and the question was, do you think that girls should be entitled to the same education as boys? <laughs> now, um, at that moment, I almost had a, had, a, had a heart attack. I was thinking, I mean, you know, is, is this question for real? But it was. They were absolutely certain. And, they were, they, and my, my response was, well, who on earth? has got the right to think otherwise. So that was one um, very interesting question that I found and, and you know, it made me open my eyes to quite a bit, Mike, because it is really interesting the, the, the varieties that we have got over there. The other thing that I've just been really inspired about is the, the absolute dedication that um, teachers have for their school communities. It, it's mind blowing. Um, there are communities whereby there is, you know, nothing, you no, know, just a, a desk and a chair um, and one member of staff, a teacher in, in front of 40 children. And yet that teacher is so passionate, so driven and will do absolutely everything to try and engage their children. And that for me is, is um, I don't know, I just get so, I don't know, you know, I've got goosebumps thinking about it. Um, the, the dedication that these individuals have. Um, that teachers have, you can't you can't buy that. You know, it's you can't package that. It's it's very rare, and yet we have that as teachers, and that's just so beautiful to to experience and feel part of. Well, and speaking of that, as you've traveled around, I'm guessing you have seen different reactions of respect and perhaps even honor towards educators around the globe. Have you seen a shift in how teachers are treated in different countries? I, I do, and I think there's now more than ever, there's been such um, a movement in, right, how can we support our teachers and how do, what else do they need? Uh, you know, just because they're, they're employed to the school, do we leave them there or do we have continuous professional development? So I think there is an acknowledgement now that we can't just assume that teachers have got every single tool they need in our classrooms. Our classrooms now have changed dramatically, especially now with, my, with social migration, um, and you know, and teachers are finding it quite tricky, and they need more tools. Governments now acknowledge that, um, or they are they working to acknowledge that. So it's it's great to feel that um, the profession is being recognised more, and that the conversations have been had. Um, I just hope that, as with all um, classrooms and teachers, that more ministers go actually go into schools and are talking to the teachers themselves, the parents, and also the students. And because these are the people who are working on the ground. 
um, and hopefully that those dialogues are, are taking place more frequently. The newest batch of top 50 finalists for the Global Teacher Prize were just released, yeah. and I'm sure you saw that. Any stories that really excited you in that batch? God, oh, I just know, absolutely amazing. Um, we had, um, Oh God, we have we had coaches there, so teachers teaching teachers. We have um, again people working, celebrating the arts, music teachers who are transforming and really raising attainment in their communities. Um, we've got you know women in in physics, in science, leading the way, and you know, uh, it's just incredible, absolutely amazing. I just can't wait. I can't. This is the like literally. I've just been so excited. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> who's joining the family? <laughs> <laughs> God, Mike, we're really lucky, aren't we? We're really, really lucky. You know, it's just the, you know, the, the quality that's out there um, that have been identified, and, that, and also the quality that's still out there that you know eventually, hopefully, will be identified. Um, God, it's just such an honour to be part of that organisation, yeah, and that group. Yeah, being connected with uh, other Global Teacher Prize finalists in the past couple of years has absolutely changed my life in mm -hmm. profound and incredible ways. Um, getting to hear other people's stories, being shaped by ideas that I never thought about in education. Uh, it really is an amazing network. And, and like you said, I feel incredibly blessed every day to have this group of friends that, that are just opening my eyes to what's possible in education around the world. Well, it's, beautiful. it's a beautiful thing. And again, and the thing about teachers is that, that once they start talking about the classroom, they don't stop. <laughs> they don't stop. And I love that. I think that's just so refreshing, really, um, to see the passion, to see their drive and, and to really set, you know, to really show off what they're doing and yet be extremely humble um, and, and, you know, wanting to give back to the community. Yeah, it's a lovely thing. So why don't you talk a little more about your classroom and can you tell me some stories of success from from in your textiles and arts classes? Uh, I, oh, there's loads of stories I can tell you. I think the stories which really, you know, stick to my heart is when I have stories of students who have got um, uh, severe learning needs um, who really struggle in, in other lessons and other subjects. When they when they when they when they go through when they come to the art room, you can't see the difference. You know their work is just as good, if not better, than the other students. And what that gives them is the confidence. And you know when they when they collect their exam results on the exam on the exam day, they they, they glow, they beam because they've achieved a re the best result is in the arts. Um, and it always staggers all the other teachers. They're like, how is that possible? Um, and yet, and yet, this is what these subjects do. So I'm really proud of that. And you know, these students, against all odds, will now be able to apply to do um, higher education and possibly then go to university. Uh, and I think that that for me is is the beautiful thing. And then, I mean, again, this is like this is just shows my age. But um, another very interesting thing is when you have kids or students who you've taught who are now teaching in your school as well. <laughs> And who you're sitting, you you sit on the interview panel interviewing them. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> and yet, and they still call you Miss in the corridor. You know, even though we're both adults and they're colleagues, they still call you Miss. <laughs> but I think that's beautiful. How um, you know, they they feel inspired to be to again to be teachers and to give back to the community. I mean, that's beautiful, absolutely incredible. I'm just curious on a personal level, what is your art medium of choice? 
Oh, I, I love textiles. I'm a textiles fanatic, but I, I'm, um, I do quite a lot of collage and mixed media as well. So, yeah, so I think deep down my roots are textiles for sure. But I, I honestly, um, it's times like this, because so we've got the Christmas break coming up and it's just time for me just to maybe go back and do a little bit of um, my own art, uh, just to get myself, you know, whole again. <laughs> And just to kind of replenish my own kind of needs and, and uh, get back on track. Yeah, so it's, it's great. It's wonderful. Can't wait. All right, Mike, our final question. So, Andrew, we asked this of all of the guests that we have on our show, and we're going to put you on the spot, and we're going to make you answer in just one or two sentences. Yeah, if good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. <laughs> so, if you could change education in any way to make the world a better place, what would you do? I would ensure the arts are on every single curriculum. Thank you for joining us today. Please visit our website at edforbetterworld.com. That's ed, E-D, the number four, betterworld.com for show notes and to learn more about inviting Mike and I to lead a workshop for your teachers. And don't forget to check the other podcast-related goodies. We want to thank Andrea Zafaraku for being our guest on today's show. Credit for music on the show goes to Midair Machine. Join Diane and I next week as we talk about some of our favorite ways of connecting classrooms and making magic happen for students. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and that it gave you some new ideas and perspectives. Through education and action, we can create a better world. Until we're together again, continue to dream big. And affect positive change.